0: We're back.
1: Welcome to the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're online too. missed you call center family we have been gone for a few weeks but we are finally back to bring you a brand new episode. Unfortunately we do not have our whole team here we are missing Brandy who is working hard and achieving her nursing degree but she will pop in from time to time so keep her in your prayers because she is doing a lot right now but as we promised, We said we were going to return for a part two of our last episode titled The Chosen One. You have had plenty of time to catch up because we haven't gone for a couple of weeks. So if you have not caught up on this series, you are a little too late because we are about to finish it. So we have brought our very wonderful full gospel pastor, Ryan and First Lady Brittany, Welcome back to both of you because you both have been here before.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honored to be here tonight.
1: Yes, we are so excited. Last time, uh, well, last episode was very, very enjoyable. And the amount of times that, you know, you said you wanted Sister Brittany to be here and she wasn't. And, you know, it would, just be, it would have been perfect if you both were there. So we had to do this. Which is why it took us some time to get it done, because we wanted to make sure both of you were available to be here. So,
2: And everybody will learn quickly. She has much better answers than I do, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So, um, uh, as you know, we were doing this whole courtship series, which is uh, equated to what society calls cuffing season. Um, We did the scouting, the drafting, the tryouts, all of those things. Today, we have made it to what is called the playoffs. Um, The playoffs are, I guess, what we would consider the engagement series. So this is the time where you're trying to uh, lock down that person that you want to be here for the rest of – be with for the rest of your life. They describe it as – you know, this is around the time where, like, you you spent the holidays, you've met the family, you have gone through, I guess, the rougher portions of the dating stage, and now you're at that point where you have decided and officially said, okay, this is the one. Um, that's what they call the playoffs. So before we get into that, I do wanna take it back to last episode, just to give Sister Brittany some opportunities to answer some of those questions. Um, Let's just start with the very general uh, question of how would you um, characterize dating from a Christian perspective?
3: Um, Well, early in my um, dating with with, uh, my husband, Pastor Ryan, um, he uses the term courting Um, uh, because sometimes when people are dating, you're not really intending on marry that person you're just kind of seeing what's out there what's available but when you are courting I'm we're dating or we are in this relationship for the purpose of I could potentially see myself marrying you but let's just see you know and you're learning more about this person um so from a Christian standpoint I think we need to think more in that um in that way of about what we call dating more so of courting because um, if, if I'm just want to, if I just want to be friends with you, well, that just say that then we can just, we can be friends and be, you know, very close and we can, you know, go, go out and hang out with friends and family and all of that. But when we say as a Christian, I am courting this person, that's a little bit more serious. That's like, I'm intending, I'm seeing like, could we be, you know, possibly, you know, spend the rest of our lives together and things like that. So as a, as a Christian, I feel like we need to be very careful because you don't want to play with people's emotions. And then uh, sometimes people try to pull in, um, you know, well, the Lord told me that you're going to be my wife and stuff like that. Let's just keep it friends zone until we really are prayerful and, you know, God really speaks our hearts and minds about it. So that's is what I think.
0: OK, OK. So the the big word I hear is intentionality because this is what this is this is what I'm aiming towards marriage so this is why we're here and I remember when we were here with Pastor Ryan last he was very he was very clear he was like when I met you this is what I wanted and so we're doing this thing and what struck me about it was the how he took that through y'all relationship even when he described it to us the every action he took was towards this intentional, this is what I want. Even when he brought up y'all break, he was like, it's still what I want, but we had to do this because for whatever reason. So I think my next question is, how did you know Pastor Ryan was the right one?
3: That's a good question. <laughs> um, how did I know? Um, I Honestly, I really feel... The um, our time apart in the middle of our courtship really solidified it for me um, because we were good friends before we even started courting, and that's just what we were. We were just friends. He was a guy, uh, you know. We had we we went on I oh, guess what people would call group dates, but we just went out with friends um, and stuff like that. So doing all of that, um, he kind of kind of stuck out in the bunch for me um how did and i knew for sure was when i guess when we were apart we were still friends mm-hmm. so it wasn't like it was a like we broke up and it was like oh i never want to talk to this person again now mind you i did not talk to him as often as i did when we were recording but I still we still had conversations. We're still, you know, he was still telling about what was going on with the Bible studies in Baton Rouge. I was still updating him about, you know, what was going on with me at school and stuff like that. So we were still friends. So in spite of us not being in a relationship, relationship, we still had our friendship. And I thought that was re- that was really big for me because I purposely did not date um, in high school because I knew if once we stopped dating, I'm not talking to you. Like we were you know, it was like it that's the mindset I had, but with him, even though we were not dating, he still showed me that he could be my friend. Like, I'm not just here for one reason, I'm here because I'm here for you. Like it was like the total thing. And I for me, I'm I'm the youngest in my family. So my mindset was, Well, if this don't work, I got options. You know, I can just be single, you know, I have my siblings, I have my parents. But then seeing him not as active in my life really solidified, like, okay, God, if this works out and I do, (laughs) and we do get back in the relationship again, I will do my best to make sure I put my best foot forward because I was kind of like half stepping, like he was like both feet in and I was kind of like one foot in, one foot out, like it could work or if it don't, I'll be all right. But you can't do that. You have to be both feet in. I'm doing this. And when you, you say for better, for worse. For richer for poor, and significant and Health, all of that. You know, and so I I had to get to that place. And he got there before I did. Um, and so I had to realize, okay, Brittany, if you're gonna if you really want this, this guy is both feet in and you're you're teeter tottering on the line, you know, and if it worked out, great. If it didn't, I was like, All right, be cool, you know, that needs I'll get to my be a dance.
1: Good. do a good teeter. Yeah,
3: so so I knew for sure when, when, during the breakup but he was still concerned about me and he wasn't just concerned about my one part of my life. It was the full part of my life, my school, my spiritual relationship, you know, are you praying? Are you, de- so he, he still cared about my, me as a person, even though we weren't dating. So that kind of solidified it for me. It
1: Okay, so that's, that's interesting. And I kind of want to like think, go into that a little bit more, because I I like that dynamic, because everybody always said that's a good foundation to have like building a solid friendship before you go further than that. So in this time, like you were friends, you started dating, and then you had this breakup. um, Because you guys were trying to figure out this was right for you, but you still kind of had that friendship. I'm, I'm assuming it's because you had the friendship prior to dating that it was easy to go back to that. But was that ever, um, I guess, like how? She labeled, how me,
2: she labeled me do not answer. I just kept right. calling. So she. there is the temptation to not want to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. But the deal was I wasn't having
1: it. So you didn't to... accept the breakup is what you're saying. No, no, no. I, I kind of, I kind of initiated, initiated the breakup. First of all. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, but here's the deal. It was with a reason. It wasn't just like, Oh, I'm mad today. Like it wasn't like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So
2: it was with the reason and it was with the hope because, okay. And Brit, Brit's right. Brit, is a, she's a beautiful human being inside and out. So at that stage in our life, she's right. She could have done whatever she wanted. I was her first boyfriend that she could honestly say, oh, I'm courting this, you know, this is serious kind of, but the deal was, it's like she said, grit, I guess she needed to see that here is somebody that is serious. I wasn't trying to rush her. I'm not trying to force you into anything, but I feel like I feel like she needed to see like, uh, well, if this is not what you're ready to do, that's okay. Take the time type thing. And of course that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. It's kind of like, it's not you, it's me. Or it's, it's it's not, wait, what is it? It's not you, it's me. I think that's yeah, what this, that's the state right. is. Yeah. Right. So, but it was kind of like one of those things, like, you know, if this is not, if you're not ready for this level of commitment, that's cool. You know, I was, and then it wasn't that I was, About to go talk to somebody else but it's just to take that time apart to see which is what i think i communicated in that but she was my friend we were friends we built a friendship and if if you can't still be friends with somebody you've dated that's toxic that i mean that's really toxic because you know we should be able to enjoy people or it means that you're moving too fast or you're doing things kind of out of order. So it gets it gets all muddy and you can no longer communicate.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. That's new. New in the sense that not a lot of people think that way. But I understand where that's coming from because if you did handle things the, the right way, there wouldn't be a reason for it to be messy to the point where it, you can't talk.
2: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because because that person's a human being. That person has worth whether they're with me or not. And I should respect them enough as a person. And how can I respect her as my wife, the mother of my children, you know, the person to whom I share all of my life? The thing, She'll know me in ways nobody else will know me, but I can't respect her as a person, whether we're in a relationship or out. That's a red flag, as as they would say today. Like that's a red flag. So you should be able to be cordial, kind, whether you're getting what you want from me, whether that's the friendship or the relationship or whether or not we decide we want to take time apart. It's not easy, right, because you may still have feelings and don't deny your feelings. But at the same time, you ought to be you ought to have enough maturity to still be a friend, to be kind. To be nice and i still even though i initiated that i still liked her a whole lot and um and so it i don't know what i'll say Britt. what do you got
3: well i think that our question
1: was did the friendship help during the breakup yeah, or something? yeah that was yeah I, I guess that i was kind of asking does the friendship help because i'm i'm thinking about um you know a lot of people's perspectives and, and things that i've experienced and things that i've seen people go through Like the friendship does help. But then when you mix like the whole dating thing, and I guess this goes back to what Pastor Ryan was just said, if you do things out of order, this is where it gets messy. Um, So I guess for the people who do it out of order, how do you do the, or if, if it is even possible, have the friendship, start the dating, and then you break up and then you try to, figure like you give yourself the space to like kind of, i guess figure it out and see if it's meant to be is that even possible yeah. for you?
3: so i think the friendship part definitely helped and i think um you know we got we got married young we were 21 so um at that time i felt like i had time to see him as my friend because he was my friend initially so what that helped me in is that I saw him I saw him in his natural element because once you start courting and dating you know you put on the good cologne you make sure you shower you know you do everything in order because I want you to see the best in me and when you're with your friends you kind of let your hair down you know and it's a little bit more authentic it's not like I'm just trying to impress this person. I'm just being who I am. And it was in those times, I really got to see who he was. And he really got to see who I was. So nothing, not saying nothing was a surprise, because obviously, life, you know, you always evolve and changing. But he he knew who he was marrying. He knew I was very straightforward. He knew, you know, and I knew he was goofy. And I knew, I mean, I, there's some things I knew about him before we started dating. So when we started dating, and now you're putting your best foot forward, and you're doing whatever, and you're like, got really you know like <laughs> I've seen you you know in your natural element you know so I saw that you were putting forth. he was putting forth the an effort and, and I'm sure he saw the same from from my from myself but if you are if you feel like hey I feel like we may have rushed this and we are in the middle of a relationship and I really don't know if this person is my friend and I don't know if I've done that it's okay to take your time and go back you know and you never stop dating we've we've been married for 14 years and we are still dating each other You know, and we're still growing in our friendship, you know, and so, you know, even with kids, we are still growing in our friendship. Even having kids and going through all things that life hands us, uh, whether we want it or not, you know, we still you still have to let those different um, parts of your life grow in your relationship with your um, husband or with your your wife. So definitely make sure that you, you know, if you have if you're not in a relationship, don't rush it. Don't feel like I have to rush. Oh, you know, the clock is ticking and all, you know, all that stuff. And I say, and I wanted to say that we got married young too, because sometimes people say, well, y'all had time. Well, maybe so. But even if you are older, I would rather be slow and be for sure in the end rather than rushing. And I'm not sure. And I, you know, get into a mess and let's just, you know, take it
2: down a notch. That's all I'm saying. I just
1: want to point out, that literally your answer was the same answer that pastor ryan gave last episode and i just thought that that was very funny (laughs) that's
2: right i haven't even seen it so cool and she she didn't listen and i'm not even in the same space she's in right now
1: right that's why i thought that was so funny because sister Brittany wasn't even there last time but literally i'm listening to it i'm like that sounds familiar i heard this before and it was because i listened to the episode this morning see, see guy marry your marry your <laughs> That's friend. real love that's real love
0: <laughs> all I can think of is the scripture that says and the two shall become one flesh because it's like y'all minds y'all have the same mindset about a lot of things and I and I suppose like you said it's it helps that y'all were friends beforehand and I kind of want to stick in that vein a little bit because I've heard a lot more recently that, like, you shouldn't date your friends because it's like, if this person is my friend, I shouldn't see them in that light because that's my friend, not my oh. romantic partner. And it, that's always caught me off guard because I feel like, why wouldn't you want to date somebody you already get along with?
2: So, so it's for the reasons Britt said. It's you can't front with your friend. You have to be real and that's the issue. The issue is we live in a world where the 30 minute Instagram shot is viewed as reality when the reality is you don't even look like what you put on Instagram because there's like 17 million filters or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever else you're using. There are people that download the Snapchat app just for its filters. So most of the times I'm not seeing who you are and I don't know you. And to get in a relationship with your friend, well, it's somebody that really knows you well. If you're trying to build something like a family, like a future, you wanna do that with somebody that knows you. Not somebody that knows the you you portray, you know what I'm saying? And and so a lot of our relationships, a lot of our experiences in relationships, and excuse me if I'm making bold statements. I think I did this last time, but some of this stuff just has to be said.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. A lot of
2: a lot of these relationships we have are superficial. Like they're not even genuine. Not all of them, some, a lot of them are superficial because they're based on who we pretend to be rather than who we actually are. And that's one of the reasons why people are married like for two years and then divorce. You're like, wow, that was fast. Why? They don't know the person they're marrying. <laughs> like they don't, they honestly don't know them. And the difference for Brit and I, it wasn't even the friendship. It wasn't even the friendship that made that makes Brit and I the way we are right now. It's the fact that we talk about everything. Like, and when I say everything, I mean everything. We we had a conversation two days ago about what, if we go in the hospital and we got to lose a limb or lose our life, do you want me to save your life, pull you off the ventilator or let you go? Like we literally had that conversation. Okay. And had a good time having it, you know, now she did not specify whether I'm in the hospital because of her or what, but the point of it <laughs> is
1: change the, answer.
2: <laughs> the, the point of it is we talk about everything and that was the that was the foundation of our relationship and in a friendship that's usually what friends do they talk they talk about their inhibitions they talk about their fears they talk about their shortcomings like cuz they don't have anything to hide you know so if somebody's really your friend you don't think they're going to talk behind your back you feel like you can confide you can talk to them so that would be the perfect candidate for a relationship somebody that knows you knows you knows you you know, like Brit said, knows you're goofy. You know what I'm saying, and and that the jokes are not even always funny, but they tickle you. You know what I'm saying, or or whatever. Like th- they know you, and for them to say, "I know you," and with me knowing you, um, I still want to be with you. Here, this is the last thing I'm gonna make. I'm. This is I stole this from a preacher, and I just heard this. Um, and if I say it, people might recognize what I'm saying because he's just. He's one of those names, but he said this, he said his son, when he was little, he was, he was shaving when his son was little. And he said, his son is looking at him through the mirror. And he said this, this was, I thought this was super profound. He said, he said, his son told him while he's looking at him, shaved in the mirror, his son said, dad, you are everything I want to be. He said, and when his son told him that, He said he chuckled first. He said, and then in his head, he didn't say this to his son. He said, he said, it's nice. But he said in his head, he thought, I would love to hear how he would answer that in 20 years. He said, and then him and his son had that conversation again. And his son told him after 20 plus years, dad, you're still all of the band that I wanna be. So I feel like when you are marrying your friend You get to see, it's more powerful for you to say, I want to be with you after seeing you. I want to be, after seeing who you really are, how you really are, I still want to say right now, I want to be with you the rest of your life with everything you are and everything you aren't. That's powerful. And I think that's what, that's what considering somebody a friend for courtship does for you to the you know what I'm saying to somebody you met online that you don't really know. So I'm done. I'm sorry.
0: No, nah, you're good. This is this is this is good. I like this because it's 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 something that I feel like a lot of people our age and those coming up need to hear. That you know it's not a bad thing to want to date people that to want to date and be in relationships and hopefully get married with people that know you. Because it's like, like you said, this this social media generation that we're in has kind of put up this, you know, you got to you gotta get to know somebody in the relationship or like, uh, for example, there's, there's this whole thing now where like people should date for like five years or something and be engaged for a long time and all of this stuff. And you said y'all got married at 21. So it's like, if it works, it works, you know? We were friends since how old, Brent?
3: Um, I'm not really sure. We started dating at 18. I do remember that, but I, I we we've, we've known of each other pretty much all our our whole lives, right? But the when I really got to know him as an individual, he wasn't like one of the almonds. Um, was probably 18.
0: Okay. So again, like y'all, so it wasn't like a oh I just met you and now we're dating and now we're married. It was more of a i I've been aware of you for some time and now I know you. And even and now that I know you, let's do this thing. So
2: Yeah, we became we became friends, I think maybe sixteen. Right, Britt? Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, we so just, I, but, I know but it was wasn't you. weird friends. It wasn't like, yeah, I kinda like you, friend. It was just like yeah, legit friends.
3: Grew up, grew up like his dad became our pastor once. When- my bishop, our bishop was getting sick and when we were younger though guys i was definitely trying to hook him up with like one of my friends because he wasn't even, like who i was trying to wasn't even trying to go go that route and once we got older and we became more like oh that's fine we we fellowship in our churches fellowship together a lot and my fam our families um um were uh very close as well um one of my best friends asked me the question she was like would you date him if he was closer because he was far away he was in Baton Rouge I was in Shreveport that's four hours um away from each other so it was a long distance relationship and that was on my do not list do not date anybody that's long distance do not date anybody that is a son of a, of a preacher and then maybe wants to be a preacher or a pastor you know those were like on my do not list wow. but you know he yeah it was like you know It wasn't on my non-negotiable list, but (laughs) it was on the list, right? So, um, yes, and I did have a list. I have had a list since I was 13 um, of things like he needs to be, Lord, go ahead and save him now because I don't need to, you know, uh, be trying to teach him that there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. I need him to already know that. If he's going to be the head of this household, he's going to have to know how to lead. You know, I was 13, thinking this way. So, So I've been praying for him since I was 13 just didn't know who he was. But um once my friend was like, you know, well, what about? And I was like, I don't know, he's kind of far away. Eventually, it, it it did eventually move into something more and it wasn't forced. It was just the conversation just started. Well, what do you think about this? And what do you see yourself in five years? And, you know, so it was just those aspirations that he had and I had kind of just made it genuinely change the relationship. It wasn't a forced relationship where like, I want to date you. I want to date you too. Boom, we're in a relationship. It didn't happen like that. It was just over the course of our friendship. Our friendship grew, and therefore, our relationship did too.
0: Okay, you you brought up a couple things that I want to I want to touch on the that that list when you were thirteen that 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 prayer because a lot of people like I've seen nowadays this whole uh like I don't know Pastor Ryan brings it up a lot of times this manifesting thing that people are on. But like you, you, you did that. You prayed for who you wanted, and and God blessed you with Pastor Ryan. And so for me, it's like the question is how how do you advise people to go about doing that? Because I noticed you you did say that some a lot of the things that Pastor Ryan was and is were things that were on your do not date list. But here y'all are. So I guess my question is twofold uh praying for your spouse what 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 would you say that entails for a man or a woman and then how do you get around the things that are i don't want this in my partner
3: so there was a non-negotiable list but then there was a list of like maybe preferences that i had so non-negotiable you you know, you had to be a Christian. You had to believe in God. You had to b- believe that there's one God and his name is Jesus. Yeah, You know, it was the my basic principles of life. You had, you know, those were non-negotiable. Like I'm not negotiating if we're going to church or not, we're going to church. Like we're believing Jesus, the only God, son of God, death, burial, resurrection. You know, it was those things. Those are not negotiable things. That's non-negotiable. Like um, the, the whole hitting and fighting thing, no, we we're not doing that. We're not raising our voices. You know, I had a list like these are non-negotiables because I I don't want this in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had a list of you know I really don't think I want this, but if it happens, it'll be fine. Because sometimes people get stuck on I want him to be tall. I want him to be dark. I want him to be bright. I want him to be this. I want him to be that. You know, like the 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 minutia things. I it, I feel eventually becomes minutia because things can change. Because she may be slim now. After a couple of kids, it may not be excellent. You know, he may be, you know, six pack now. You don't know what's going down the line. He might not have a six pack no more. It might be more of a leader. You know what I'm saying? So those things can change. And Most of those things are physical things, like things we see with our eyes. So my non-negotiable things were spiritual and char- characters, like his characteristics, him, like who he really was. Like, I need you to be somebody that loves me and loves my children or well, our children. And or if you know you have kids already, you know love our my children, or whatever the case may be. That was non-negotiable. Like I'm not doing it. I'm not fighting you. We not raising our voices. We not doing. You know that was no. But when I prayed for him, I prayed for him from his head down. God touches my. You know wherever he is. I didn't even know that he was my husband. Even when I was doing these prayers, I said whoever he was, and I left it at that. I said God, you know who he is. So send these prayers to him. <laughs> You know, God is life and whatever. So my prayer for him was, uh, has always been, and it still is the same, Like I can still pray those same prayers now. So if you make a list or if you're praying for your spouse, really pray for his spirit. God don't let his spirit be broken. Pray for his heart. Pray, you know, that God mends his heart of a brokenness or whatever, because if it's not mended, you know, those are things you're going to work through, which you can. It's not like you can't. But, you know, God, touch him now, you know, get, put great leaders in his life. Give him a good mentor. And you can just pray all these things now. And so that's what I did. It was actually a Sunday school project. Um, when I was in Sunday school, we we talked, We were talking about relationships. Um, and that's when my list started.
0: OK, Pastor Ryan, same question. Yeah, so
2: I, I'm going to say this part. So I, I agree with Britt. I actually thought that I had made a list. And it did not exist like the person that I had made up in my mind and heart that I told the Lord, this is what it would take. It was honestly after like, you know, me trying to live for God. There were like young ladies that saw I had potential, saw I was going somewhere. I I wasn't that bad looking. You know, I had, I had a good, always had a good job, had my own car, you know, at young, all this stuff. It's like, okay, this dude is gonna do something. So there were people that that tried to force something by pretending. And that kind of turned me off on in terms of relationships. Like I didn't really, I wasn't really interested. So I made a list that I thought was like impossible to kind of be. And Britt was like all of those things and then some. But here's what she's not telling you that I'll tell you sometimes God gives you what you want at the same time, he gives you what you need. So, so the things that Brit wanted in the husband out was those things, but then the things that would not have been her preference, he still gave her those things because she needed those things. Uh, and not, not that she needed anybody in any type of position. It wasn't that it's just, the stuff that comes along with that. Um, when we look back in hindsight, Britt is what I wanted and she's what I needed. So there are certain things that you need. You don't necessarily pray for the things you need or ask for the things you need. You usually focus in on the things you want. But when God is involved in this process, he gives you not only what you want, but he gives you what you need. So I'll say that for Britt and I both, we we had what each other wanted and we also have what each other needed and i think that that's what makes this relationship so special and um and and it's so enjoyable to be honest
0: okay okay so go ahead
1: let me just jump in real quick go because ahead, go ahead. i listening to this conversation i for a, a while now i told myself i'm throwing my list out And the only reason why I said that was because for me, I felt like, and this could go to the whole like wants and needs things. I think that I I have dated people that I thought, that I convinced myself that I wanted. It was like my ideal quote unquote type or whatever. So I said, clearly that's not working. So I said, let me throw this out. So I changed my mindset and my prayer to be like, I don't necessarily want to have a list. I want, I feel... It's my personal conviction, I guess, that God knows me. If I am His child, He knows what I need and what I want. So my prayer became whatever that spouse is for me, that I would be in the position to be ready for them, and they will be in the position to be ready for me. But at the same time, I'm praying that whatever those wants and needs are, I may not necessarily know them or realize them, but God does. So he, whoever that like perfect person for me is, like that's what I want. That's what I'm praying for, whatever that looks like. But I threw the list away because I was like, I, I don't want to, I guess, limit myself or ignore something that could be because I'm so focused on what's on this list. You see what I'm saying?
2: yeah I do I would say can you hear me okay yeah I would say so you don't have to say you feel Mm -hmm. and and this is not this is for anybody that's listening to this that says that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: when it comes to God the Bible says he knows what you need before you ask not only that he knows the plans so you don't have to just feel you can know like, like, you can honestly know, Joe, that God already has him. Yeah, he set yeah. aside, he set away, he's finding me. Mm-hmm. You have to know that because God knows the plans. And I think sometimes when we're doing this, like we're not being spooky with this, but there's a reality that when God created you, He already knew what was tailor-made for you. Mm -hmm. So you have to trust God's plan and then you have to work at the same time. And and Mm -hmm. the work portion is like the whole preparing yourself part, right? Making sure you're spiritually connected to God and that you're sensitive enough to where if you're wrong or you're mature enough to where if you're wrong, you have enough humility to apologize and say, how
1: can can
2: I be right? Like it's that it's those little things in your character that may be hindering you from being ready, ready for you. what God So I think we just have to kind of be real. Like, don't don't you force it and rush it, but let God make you. Uh-huh. And as He's making you, He's simultaneously making what's right for you.
1: True. I believe that hundred percent. Right. And I agree
2: with the Like our whole life, go ahead
1: even with the,
3: like what she said, she threw out the list. Even if you don't have a list, yeah, God does know, but it doesn't mean that you can't still continue to pray for him wherever mm-hmm. he is. So wherever he is, God helps him to find me. One, if, you know, you're ready your to get wherever the case may be, mm-hmm. and let your eyes open enough to receive, you know, receive that, right? And God will lead, lead you and guide you with all of that. But um, even if you don't have a list or some people are like, oh, I don't have a list, maybe I need to make a list, list and don't get stuck on the list again, mm-hmm. Ron was on my the the whole long distance relationship was on my list of no, I don't want to do a long distance relationship and I don't want to do, I don't want to marry the son of a preacher and I, I didn't want to do those things, you know but he obviously knocked those things off my list because here we are <laughs> um, so I was still open doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. I'm still open to where what what I was not open to, and I want to make sure I reemphasize this, was my non-negotiable list. And again, these were spiritual beliefs, and these were characteristics that I wanted in a that I knew I needed. I needed some if, if I wanted to be biblically right. I wanted my husband to be the head of my household. I wanted him to lead us in those areas. So I was like, God, that's what I want. If that's what your word says, that's what I want. And you can also pray that God, your word says this, and that's what I want. I want that for my life, and that's who he sent me, and that's what i I have grateful for that so you pray you know for, you pray for your husband, um young men, and you know just what I see you through
1: yep, I agree
0: all right, so um. I guess moving into the whole engagement situation. You said y'all started dating at 18, got married at 21. So how long was y'all engagement?
3: Too long. No. <laughs> 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 um, we were in ga- wait, when, when did you propose? I don't know.
2: Okay, I guess this is where I step in. And guys, just so y'all know, we often arrive, if you're in a good healthy relationship, you'll arrive at the same conclusions at the same time. As a matter of fact, we both are just pulling up at home at the very same time. Wow. And so that uh, is so cute, you know, y'all. Her, yeah. She she's and she's parking in the wrong driveway. Come over here to this one. You're gonna have enough space. So, so we're we're literally pulling up to home at the very same time.
0: And I just uh, want to tell the more listeners that Pastor Ryan and Lady Britt are this cute for real. Like this is not <laughs> just they're not just putting the show on real for this talk. episode. They're this cute in real life in person. Oh man. Yeah, we we she she's awesome. And uh
2: my son is backing me up, so if I crash, then you'll know it because I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I crash. He's not he's not giving very good instructions. Okay, yeah, I almost hit I almost hit the little metal thing. But anyway, so so I'll say this on the dating front and the engagement. So I'll I'll never forget when I started courting her, of course, I had ideas in my mind about how long that would be, right? And mm-hmm. I had some thoughts. Can you hear me? Yes. And I had some thoughts. And so um anyway, um so we started dating. I think we dated about a year, and I gave her a promise ring, okay? So a promise ring, now, I don't know if people still do this. This is kind of an old school thing. I heard my mom and dad talking about it. I thought it was cute, right? So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I, I thought it was nice, a nice touch. So um, anyway, um, I gave her that promise ring, and then, um, of course, we went through the little seasons we talked to you guys about. And then um, kind of at the conclusion of that, of those seasons, we came back from that little stint apart. We knew we were the one for each other. Well, about that time, I, I of course, I gave her the promise ring back. She mailed it back, y'all. But anyway, uh, after that, then I proposed like six months after that. And so then after that proposal, uh, I think it was about a year or so, before we actually got married. And so that's kind of how it how it progressed. So I'd say two years like the total the to- the total movement was
0: probably about two years or less. So Okay, and I asked that because a lot of people are on this whole, you know, y'all don't have to get married right away y'all don't have to like wait a while let it t- and 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 I guess this goes back to the to what sister Britt was talking about taking your time but also if you know this is the person you're gonna be with why so I guess my question is because you you said you know y'all arrived at that conclusion almost the same time so I guess the question is, How do you gauge that kind of thing to know, Okay, this is enough time we've been together. This is, you know, the right moment, whatever it is.
2: Yeah, I answered that on the last episode. So my father, I asked my dad. So we didn't arrive like we had this conversation like, yeah, I'm going to propose to you now. It didn't go like that. It was more like I knew that I did not want to know what life would be like without her which is the the question i asked my father you know um i said the last episode you might have to go back and check it out but it was something to the effect of not something i know it actually specifically you know how do you know someone is the one he said it's not about determining who you could live with but resolving who you can't live without so that's what he said and so for me i didn't want to know what life would be like without her so when i say we kind of arrived that means i'm ready to ask she's ready to answer and that's what i mean by arriving at the same place at the same time where you're ready to ask something that they're ready to answer and um and so for us at that point when i asked her she was ready she's ready to say yes i was ready to say will you marry me she's ready to say yes and so the whole idea of time timing for us is that both of us are a bit calculated in how we do life you know we're goal-oriented We're leaders. Like we didn't just become leaders when we started pastoring. Like we've been leaders from young and both of us led even in our churches as young people, uh, we led. So the timing was more like goals I had, you know, if if I was going to marry her, I needed to know I had the right career, things of that nature, you know, and I did, I did all of that, did the hard work to make sure I was straight. And after we got married, we went to Italy for three and a half years. So, we lived we got married and moved straight to europe so that was cool like <laughs> but you have to have a plan not that you got to move to europe uh that's just where my career took me because also i felt like there were hungry people there and so my move to italy was not just to go and say i live you know near venice but it was to go for a
0: purpose this
1: is
0: Okay. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around this whole thing because I'm I'm thinking about this not just for everybody else, but for myself too, you know, because obviously, you know, it's a, it's a it's still a desire in me to get married, you know? So, I want to be able to understand these things and hope everybody else listening understands these things too and be able to put them into action in the right way so next question counseling right um did y'all go through couples counseling before y'all got married
3: yes we did
0: and 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 what what what's your yeah. recommendation on that? Like when when is when is the right time for counseling we'll turn your phone off. prior to marriage? Or like um, is we, there a specific time for it?
3: We I mean once we um once after he proposed um and then I guess let me answer this question too, because you were asking about the time of engagement, that also had to do a lot with what was going on in our lives. We were in college. He was going into the military. So there was other factors that kind of led into the length of our engagement, which was all great. But we also did do marriage counseling with his uh, with his father. Um, it was a lot of good conversations that we had, uh, traveling with him, and then some really sit down. He had to get pen and paper, and we had to write out uh, some different things um, with him. Um, but I feel like it was very necessary. I feel like those um, tools helped us are, and are still helping us in our marriage because the good times are going to come. That's, that's is, They're going to happen. What do you do in the hard times? That's what marriage counseling did for us. And I think that's what marriage counseling should do for those that are going through it. Give me some tools to help me when I don't feel like you're understanding what I'm saying. I'm communicating to you, but are you listening? How do we deal with the hard questions? How do we have the hard conversations? What happens when? How do we deal with this? How do we deal with conflict? How we how do we deal with, you know, children, in-laws, you know, friends, you know, her friend calls her all day. She can't talk to her all day because we may you just any little you know, that's what marriage Thompson should do. It should give you tools. Or the tough times. I don't have to give you tools for, for the good times. They're going to come. That's the reason why you're married, because of all the good times. But the marriage counseling honestly gave us tools to help us communicate, you know, told us the top reasons why people divorce and helped us to say, okay, let's make sure we sure up those areas in our lives so we are not a candidate or heading in that direction because I'm already aware. I'm already aware of what could happen or why people get divorces so we made sure our finances were together and our communication was always 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 communicating um even though we communicate differently we had to talk about that you know how do you want me to communicate to you and just different stuff like that so i feel like it was very necessary um for us and and again if you you go through marriage counseling that's what you're looking for you're looking for okay help us you know give us tools for for the tough times i guess
2: Britain. Like communicating in English, not eyes and grunts <laughs> or angry looks. Use your words.
1: Yes, use your words. Not using nonverbal communication. Then got it.
0: Okay, so yes. to everybody out there, go to counseling. It's helpful. Don't think that other people giving you advice is a bad thing. Because there are people who have been through this before who can help you. Um, Well, Sister Britt, as you brought up divorce, I want to talk about that, too. Because, you know, as you said, people do get divorced. And, you know, sometimes these situations happen. So what happens for, I guess my question for this would be, um, have y'all ever counseled people who have been divorced and then are getting married again? and how how have you helped them to go through this process again with someone else like is are the challenges the same are they different like what's what does that entail
2: so the whole the whole talk on divorce and is a, we don't have time for on this podcast so i'll be clear at the surface i don't think i i recently taught and you were there Recently, taught divorce rate in the world, and this is the Christian call center. So, I'm certain there are probably people that listen in that are not Christian, but the majority of people that listen are Christian, right? So, if you're a Christian, that means you're part of the church. And what I've discovered, and uh, this proves this, that the divorce rate in the church is close to mirrors if not sometimes greater than the divorce rate of those girls. I don't think that that's a good witness that that is the case, that the case is that divorce rate in the world is nearly the same to that of the church. Uh, So I I feel like that's a disadvantage. So we don't advocate for divorce. Uh, It does happen. At times there are people that have been divorced that then remarried. Oh, do i help them is that the question
0: yeah because i help because them by sure okay sorry i was saying because you know of course sometimes people do want to get remarried so i guess the question is are do they have i guess is it easier because they've already been through this process like what what types of things do you help People who have been divorced—that—that that may not necessarily be the case for somebody who was single going into a marriage. Yeah. Like,
2: so, so first, I'm making sure they're whole. So it's a fallacy to believe that past make a whole when It comes to marriage. It actually takes two holes to make a whole. And I know that doesn't like what we were using math, but that's the truth. So, if somebody's been through a divorce. They can't be – they need to heal and be whole. They need mm-hmm. God to help make them whole. And so as a pastor or counselor, I don't want a broken person to go into another relationship, broken, to break even if they were the cause of the first relationship being broken. Um, you know, there are many reasons for divorce that people go through divorce I'm not here to give, like, all those reasons. But the point of it is whatever caused that was whether it was infidelity or something in nature and it and it lets that, uh that person has to heal and behold. They have to forgive. They let God heal them. Sometimes when people experience stuff like that, they blame God. Sometimes they blame themselves. Sometimes they blame they blame other people. So I'm gonna lead this through uh, forgiveness and repenting. And the reason why I'll strive for them to forgive so hard, forgiving is not getting, but I'll for them to forgive because if they don't they can't be forgiven. So it's more about them ensuring they're going to be whole and saved than the person who hurt them. So uh, at any rate, that's what I would say. Yes, I can help them, but I'll start off by making them whole. Now, i for somebody who's married for the I challenge them to make sure they were whole, like the woman would make sure she is whole and that she's not predicting her insecurities and fears on her husband or in or or feeding them into her future marriage. Because sometimes people can sabotage a good thing by comparing it to all of the bad things they've seen in their life. And so they have you have to really develop a new mind in Christ that nothing external of this marriage controls this marriage. It's great because we make it great. And it doesn't matter that where grandma, grandmother and my mom all had failing marriages. Yours didn't have to be a failing marriage. Do you understand what I'm saying? So counseling helps you talk through those things and then helps the little innuendos that are come to the surface and um, we some it's real raw. It's not not coddling anybody because we know that the decision we're making is too serious.
0: Okay, um, that's that's really good. I also want to bring up single parents who maybe maybe they weren't married. They just happen to have children outside of wedlock, but do want to get married, like. Are there are there similar challenges as to when you're counseling a divorcee or is it is it different things? Is it is it more along the lines of counseling a single person or is it more along the lines of like, what's what's the same and what's different about counseling a single parent as opposed to
3: nothing? <laughs> no, I think it's whether you have been divorced, uh, you're a single parent, never been married. Um, or if you have never been married, no children, there are, there are things you're going to have to work through Mm -hmm. with everybody. Nobody gets a pass. Nobody gets a easier route. Uh, we all got to go through the same thing. We all got to learn basics, communication, finance, um, and just, just how to communicate with the other person. It's, it's, it's going to be the same in that aspect. And everybody's going to have their own challenges. Sometimes it may not even really be because of I'm married or I'm not married. Or I've never been married or that I have a, a child. It just may be your personality um, or it just could be like your views or, you know, just anything like that. So I don't, I, my my personal view, I don't think it's any different. I think they all have their level of challenges and they all can't be overcome. So it's not like, well, I can't be married because of this situation. You can, if you're willing to put in the work, and if the other person's willing to put in the work as well, because in counseling, you learn um, a lot about that other person. So as you're learning about that person and counseling, that's when you get to decide, okay, that's a bit much. I don't think I can handle all that. Or you say, okay, that is a lot, but I'm willing to walk with you through this.
2: And also... So blended families, that's what we call them. So you have children and you get married. You have an existing family unit, whether it's a mother and, and child or mother and two children or father and two children. They're coming to uh, another family unit. So it's a blended family, and it is a little bit different in, in that family structure So we do this exercise for counseling where um, we ask the couples to put their three most important people in order of importance, one, two, three. So in a standard family, in a standard situation where there's a single man, single woman, no children, they're going to do something to the effect of God, parents, then that loved one. Sometimes you'll see – god you know, the the loved one and I address that like the issue sometimes with that uh, when it comes to a blended family you'll see god the child the new spouse and that's not wrong uh, because that child was there before that individual now as they grow in their relationship you may say, like, because if, if, if me and Britt have children, we get that if if Ryan is drowning and one of your children are drowning, who do you save? It's such a hard question, right? But the reality is we're choosing the spouse to choose the spouse because that out is going to leave them, but that spouse is going to be with you forever. So in a single family, that can be true, but in a blended family, the diameter is a little bit different. eventually balances out to what a standard family develops their children be, but it doesn't start that way. That's not bad. That's okay. But in counseling, we expose that, that even if the person says, oh, I'm choosing you over my child, that's a lie. They're not. And there's no way they can because they hadn't known you as long or to the degree that they've known that child that they have. So you have to teach that to people up front so they're not led astray or don't feel some type of way when in the dating realm. There's a choice. There's a tough choice. Of do what she said or do I do what the baby said? And then you choose the baby. Then you're like, but I'm supposed to be becoming your wife. Yeah, but that's my baby. So, you yeah, know, that's different. So blended family is very different. I don't have enough time to deal with it, but hopefully I gave you a a good balanced picture at least just now
0: yeah and I think you know that that might be a topic for another episode who knows but um I think that was that was a really good like quote-unquote introduction to that section of because I feel like a lot of times we've we, we talk a lot about single people getting married but there's a lot of different kinds of single people getting married so I think it's good that we we delve into that too um, do I have anything else? Do we have anything else? Joe, you got anything else you think we should ask?
1: The only the last question that I thought about um only was cuz we brought up marriage counseling and I know that's usually something that people start doing when they get engaged. Do you recommend or does it seem problematic if couples start counseling prior to Like, the engagement, like, if they're just starting, like, the dating courting process and they decide to get counseling, then is there, like, a right or wrong time to do it?
3: No, we've done counseling like that before. Like, um, two individuals um, said, hey, we're thinking about we may want to get married, but he hasn't proposed yet. Um, We're just trying to see if we're even going down the right road. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that
1: okay yeah. and I
2: would just say I agree with Britt. like <laughs> sometimes you just need to have those conversations but again it's a conversation so even talking you can learn so much just from those conversations and so uh yeah I I agree with Britt.
3: and even with that I think sometimes <laughs> even when we're going through counseling like they're a lot of times the couples are talking with their counselor, but at the same time they're planning a wedding. So I don't want anybody to feel I've already invested. I already bought this dress. I already bought the flowers. I already bought, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, Like, it got to work because I've already, you know, spent this money or made this investment and different stuff like that. So if you, if you feel like, Hey, before we spend one red cent, let's make sure you know, so it's not under pressure, you know, well, we got to get this last council session in because we get married next month, you know, so just alleviate that, you know, so if you would like to do something like that, I don't, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that because I haven't made an investment financially. And sometimes when people make financial investments, I already bought the dress. He already bought the tux. People are already buying dresses and it's hard to turn around and say, let's wait, or let's think about this or let's reevaluate That's
1: this. smart though. That's very smart. I think that's like a, because I've, I've only seen it where it's after they get engaged, they do marriage counseling. So that just was always like a thought in my head. Like, that's just the step that you go through. But it, based on what you just said, it's a smarter process to do it before you even make that decision. Because then you can decide before, you know, like you said, you invest all that financially. Like, is this even something that we want? Right. Things that we're ignoring or not paying attention to that we should be paying attention to.
0: And I think that also takes into account that length of engagement time, because like you said, you know, whether we can do this now or whether we should wait on it or whatever the case may be, because mm-hmm. a lot of, I feel like in some cases people, like you said, people feel like they need to rush because they financially invested, or for whatever reason, they feel like they need to rush into marriage. And so that counseling gives them that stop, wait a minute, There's things we haven't talked about yet that we need to talk about, or there's things we haven't uncovered that we need to uncover. So I think the the biggest takeaway, at least the biggest takeaway for me has been people need to communicate if they're courting.
1: Yeah.
0: If if this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, I need to be able to communicate with this person effectively. Definitely. So... I think, I think we've asked a lot of good questions. I think there's a lot of good nuggets. And it's great Absolutely. to have you both here. That's fun. So we're going to slip into our next little segment here.
1: Okay. So for our entire series, we have been using our um, tonight's conversation cards Um So every episode, we've been using a completely different edition. And tonight's edition, since you guys are both here, is the couple's edition. Um, So these are supposedly deep, hard-hitting questions that you're supposed to ask each other. Um, So I'm going to ask a few of them, and they're about your relationship. So we are going to start with... Uh, a cute one. Okay, so the question is: What is your favorite memory of you both together? Hey, Ladies <laughs> first.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> um, I, my favorite memory, um, of us together is this. Is this before kids or after? <laughs>
1: it's whatever you
0: want to be. <laughs>
1: um
3: I get honestly my favorite memory is um re- honestly seeing my husband knocked out sleep with the newborn <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing that because he's so committed to um trying to allow me to rest that he I know he's tired just as much as I am but just I would get up and see him like in the recliner. He sleep, baby sleep. I'm like, that is so cute. <laughs> He's trying to help. <laughs> so I think that was one of my my favorite memories. I guess with you know with him or together, just seeing him trying, you know, help. Not trying to help. He was being very helpful, but wow. just seeing that, seeing his commitment to his
2: family.
1: Okay.
2: Your favorite. It would have to be the first time she showed up to Italy. There were big doors at the airport, San Marco airport, and um, was already there like in Italy a, a month or so without her, two months, maybe without her after we were married. Cause I had to let her graduate first. So at, well we got married yeah. you know, I was there for a little while, then I had to give her to go get everything set nearly for her to come. And that that those two months was like, man, the longest two months. But that first day just seeing her is beautiful. And um and then after that, I can't choose any one child. When we had our first child, I cried and uh Aww. Not ashamed, but that was, you know, just you know, and I think I just repeated that with all five of our children. So, so that's the it's very tough. We've been married for years, it's hard to have one memory in 14 years.
1: That's cute. Okay, if your love was a food dish, what would it be and why?
2: Go ahead, sir. <laughs> there are kids listening to this. What uh, was the food? Hmm. I would say, um, it would be ice cream. And my wife is looking at me like I stole her, but ice cream.
0: Okay, but what flavor of ice cream? Mm.
2: Butter pecan. <laughs> I, was just, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say butter
0: pecan.
1: <laughs> okay. Bluebell. looking can for we the That's the best ice cream in the world. Y'all gonna stop hating. First of though, all, that's do how. That. Don't do that. Do hating on butter pecan don't ice cream.
0: Do now I'm not hating. I'm just saying it's not the best. But well, go best. ahead. That's not the oh, conversation. I'm
1: sorry. Was that your answer, too, Sister Britt?
0: Yes, I was gonna say butter pecan ice cream. Bluebell. Wow.
1: That's butter so pecan. So adorable.
0: Wait, time out. Did you say blueberry butter pecan? That's a thing?
1: Bluebell. Bluebell. Oh, Bluebell. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bluebell brand ice cream is really good.
0: (laughs) It ain't got that Okay,
2: Okay. Um,
1: Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, What was the exact moment, if you know, that you fell in love with each other?
3: I feel like this is a love and basketball moment. (laughs) (laughs) The exact, when did I know that I, um, I don't know. I can't say the exact moment. Exact moment, like down to the day. No, No, It doesn't have to be like
1: a day, but like, when was it like, when did the light bulb go off in your head that was like, okay, yeah. Like that's, that's the one, you know?
3: Um, I think, for me, I think it was, I'm see, I got married with 21. So I must. it must have been around, I might have been around 20-ish when we got back together. Like before then, like I knew I loved him.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But then like after all of that transpired for that three months or two months, or whatever that
2: was, I was like, I'm sure, sure now about and all that transpired like that two months, three days, and um, minutes yeah, that's a tough one, but I would say that probably a sooner, uh sooner than uh I knew I knew um I don't know what year Dunk change came out by my school child, but I remember when I just sent little uh youtube songs. Like, good good songs. Well, I was teaching vibes and stuff, so if there was something I had heard, you know, new songs came out back in the day. YouTube was, like, your one-stop shop. But i never forget when that song came out Um, and I heard that song. I don't know whether that song came out. But when I heard it, rather. Uh, I remember thinking, wow, this is, this is truly the way that I feel, and I sent that to her. So I think that there was just a place, you know, it was everything about her that made me even feel like, man, she was unreal because I didn't think what she was again existed. Now I can be I'm not being hopeless romantic here, so I am be but the point of it is is that she all of her character fate it was really her character her spirit, her heart, those were the things that for me just was like, okay, over this young lady years, I gotta be there, you know? And so I can't, whatever the, I can't remember the exact month of the year, I'm sorry, to answering this in an the office. <laughs> That's the best I can. Okay, okay, not bad.
1: Um, okay, what was your first impression of each other? And is it still the same?
3: Um, my first impression of Ryan was that he was a very confident person. He was confident in God. He was confident in who he was um, as a person. Um, who was very funny sometimes, um, and he was always a person that could rally people together.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that was, gosh, what he was like 10, 11. Because we would do what well, we call it CCYC now. We used to call it used to be called youth camp,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's how he was then. Even before Christ, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was doing these things. And yes, he is just the, the same. He is still the same.
2: So for me, it's one word, meekness. Meekness is strength under control. And that's what I saw with Britt. Like I saw this utter meekness, and it was very attractive to me. And, um, and so, is that what you asked? Is that the question?
1: Sorry, say that again?
2: Was that the question?
1: Yeah, your first impression, and is it still the same? So yeah, that was that was it.
2: Absolutely, still the same. Probably everybody to think the same thing. So I often say at church, it's the same at home. She is at church around everybody else. Yeah. What I see in public is really her for real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I'm gonna do two more questions okay so this question is if you could write a letter to send on the day that you both became official let's say the day that you got married what would it say and why
2: it was a you go boy
0: that's good
3: Guys, if I could send a letter to myself, to myself or to Ryan?
1: To each other.
3: Okay. Uh, if I could send a, send a letter back then, I would tell him, I don't even know. To myself.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, to myself. I don't know. It would have to be something encouraging, like, you know. You got this, or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> know. know. What would I go? I don't know. I would say, "Hold on, girl. It's gonna be a bumpy ride, but it's gonna be enjoyable." I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be a good ride. You know, life it's life's ups and downs, but we gonna make it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like that. <laughs> I would encourage, encourage myself and the Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Um, Last question is, what moment in your past do you wish you could have experienced with each other?
2: Okay. I went TDY to Sardine, and uh, my wife was at home with our newborn, and she was driving around. In Italy all these traffics and there's this one particular one that kind of holds one and she had a her type truck, didn't have a lot of civilian truck, I think ran her off the road and I was not able to something to that effect and uh, I wish in the moment I could have been there I can't remember all the details of this I just remember you know, happen the trucker never stops, something of that nature, and so stuff like that. You feel you ever want to feel helpless, man. Let somebody's family get in a predicament that you can not control the outcome. So that would be bad. Then the other big moments for her, for her, I've been there. I was actually able to get her graduation. I've been present every last one of our children's births. Um. Uh, all of the big moments and the small moments I've been kind of right there in the mix like being so
3: yeah I would kind of say the same I was we were not dating I was uh, actually visiting uh, his sister um, but I, I was here for his high school graduation I was there when he graduated from basic training and moved to tech school and all of that um and we kind of saw each other grow up as children because of the fellowships of our churches and our families so I don't know if there's any moment I wish we could have been more a part of uh growing up I think we kind of caught all the big things
1: y'all are so cute i just want to say that
0: honestly like it's a it's a i know i know people like people don't like to say couple goals but real talk like
1: <laughs> relationship
0: on. after relationship it'd be one that that's as communicative and as cute as these two are i'm telling you i'm telling y'all listeners if y'all are listening if y'all ever we
2: don't have it all but we do
0: enjoy this journey Like,
2: Mm -hmm. that's what makes it so beautiful is that we're enjoying ourselves.
1: And for the younger generation, it's not just Instagram cute that you guys are looking at. It's not just what you see on social media. This is really then 24-7 all day, every day. And that's the beauty of it.
0: Like, it it was funny, actually. Now that you mention it, Tuesday night, I was talking with uh, a couple of the sisters. And we were talking about how, you know, Pastor Ryan... Talks about Lady Britt the same way his dad talked about his mom, (laughs) and it's like this is this is real, y'all. This is real. They are truly in love, and they truly love each other like this. And if y'all could get that in your life, get it in your life, and secure it because it'll keep you. Um. But again, we want to thank y'all, Pastor Ryan and Lady Britt, for being with us again. This was beautiful. We're, we were glad we could have you both together on an episode.
3: It was our pleasure.
2: Thank y'all for the invite. It was a pleasure. Y'all, good night.
0: No, we're not done yet. we now got to finish the, the exit oh, stuff. Okay. finished the exit stuff. And again, <laughs> you know, um, hopefully this is not the last time we have y'all there's hopefully i don't know what we're doing next but whenever we do as long as y'all are interested we gonna call on you oh um, yeah for our listeners if y'all got anything y'all want to say to pastor ryan or lady Britt, their socials will be in the description y'all can contact them y'all can come to full gospel and talk to them in person if you're in baton rouge at any time or if they happen to be in your city cuz they do travel a lot. So um and again as always we are the Christian call center, you know. Check us out on our socials. Listen to our o- earlier episodes if you have not caught up in this series. We're up to episode what? This is the 7th episode of this series. Catch up, y'all. Y'all had a month. Y'all should be caught up by now. But Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that we are here. Uh, Send Brandy your love on our socials because she needs your love and encouragement while she's studying and working hard. We need your love and encouragement while we're working hard. And as always, we love y'all. From us at the Christian Call Center, thank you for joining us. We are the Christian Call Center where where Jesus is on the main line and we are online too.